Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your weekend wine guy. And, uh, well, the Commodore of Champagne, I should be the Chan Man of Champagne or something like that. This is really fun for me. I always love to have producers come into the studio with their wares, with their products, with their stories. And today is a really cool story about um, a small company that actually got really, really big and is still great tasting wine. It's from uh, the Champagne region. It is, uh, of course, it is French, and that means it is very good. Uh, it's Nicholas Fouillat. We have the new CEO, Christophe Juarez, and uh, longtime friend Linda Chauncey is back in <laughs> back in my world, which is such a treat. She's the edu- uh Director of Education for San Michel Wine Estates, and uh, there's a great partnership between Nicholas Fiat and San Michel. Uh, lots going on. Of course, it's harvest here in Washington State. Uh, I think they're probably picking grapes in the Champagne region, too, by now, if not already, to get that high acidity and brightness. Um, so when you have a chance, get out there. A lot of these wineries these days are looking for help. So if you want to go to Woodenville, um, just check out the Woodenville uh, Winery Wine Country website, and there's opportunities to get involved, to help bottling, to... Uh, help crush to get stung by hornets, fun stuff like that. So uh, it is harvest. It's um, the the pride and joy of Washington State when it comes to the wine industry. This is the month, us in October, and it seems like a long growing season. What you'll see now are all the white wines coming in, and of course, red wines will be um, coming in probably shortly. We've got a great summer going on, the Indian summer, as we like to call it. But it is bubble time. Uh, it's time to celebrate uh, the fall football and Nicholas Fiat. Uh, so Christophe Juarez. And Linda Chauncey, uh, bienvenue a happy hour. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you tonight? <laughs> Great to be here, Christopher. Welcome. Um, so happy to have you. Um, but first of all, uh, Christoph, you are the CEO of Nicholas Fouillat. Is that correct? Yes. That's wow. True. That's true. Wow. So uh, you saw an ad on Craigslist. How do, you, how do you get to that position? How do you find yourself to be in? Were you in the wine business before? Well, I've been in the wine business uh, for 15 years. And before that, I was uh, having position in uh, the luxury goods uh, company, uh, well known in the USA called <laughs> Chanel. Oh, uh, Chanel, yeah, I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> so, in uh, involving in the marketing of uh, fragrances. So, behind my uh, career, there are such names like Allure or Egoist, oh, oh. Uh, the famous uh, male fragrance we launched uh, 30 years ago. Interesting. Is there a, um, a similarity between perhaps blending wine and blending fragrances? Well, I don't know if there is similarities, but the, the way we have to talk about wines and we talk about fragrances is quite similar. Right. And, of course, the luxury good category, um, which is interesting because in the world of wine, uh, Linda, you can help me out here. Isn't the luxury wine category really $10 and over or something crazy like that? Or is there is there another category in there? I forget. There's like five and under's most table wine and then five to nine is... Uh, Christopher, you know what? I think this is in a category all of its own. It is. And much higher than the luxury category, but above $10, right? Yes, of course. So yes. It's interesting to see that when we read all the, the magazines, the trade journals, they talk about this uh, premium wine category. That's what I'm looking for, not oh. luxury. So premium is really like under 15 bucks, and then luxury gets... Of course, this is... Champagne is always luxury. Um, how many... 
how many different fragrances go into a uh, a cologne or a perfume? How many different notes? In terms of notes, we are usually uh, uh, having um, formulas that are from 12, 15 ingredients to 80 different ingredients. So uh, the complexity of a, of a fragrance is not due to the number of different ingredients, but the, the combination, the art of blending. So the art of blending is also similar in, in, in Champagne, because it's always picking grapes from different areas, picking grapes from different varietals to do what the Champagne is about. That's quite interesting. I know that uh, as a sommelier, we talk about complexity in wines, we talk about complexity in scotch. Is a single malt more complex than a, um, a vatted malt, meaning you have different ingredients there? But when I think about um, aromas in champagne and aromas in perfume, we talk about citrus, but for cologne and, and perfume, they have such more exotic terms. I Rarely do I say sandalwood in a particular wine, but have you found some of the terms to be similar? What terms might those be? Well, frankly speaking, we... We have been working closely with winemakers and, uh, and fragrance uh, composer in order to find out the best way to describe uh, a wine because it's, uh, it's so particular, it's so different from one people to another. You've got uh, a palette which is uh, sensitive to certain uh, ingredients and not to others, so it's a very personal feeling we have. That's right, as, as, as is uh, perfume and cologne, right? Because w what attracts us, although, I wonder if we need to put a little champagne on our, um, well, what do you call these, pressure points? Or yeah. punch, well, punch, behind punch, the ear punch, still punch works, points, Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Before I go out at night, well, no, actually, I don't. I was probably spilling myself, something like that. Linda Chauncey, um, you are have been working in the wine industry for uh, decades plus. Uh, you mentioned earlier you're on the MW track. Are you still pursuing that? No, I'm, I'm no longer pursuing that, but back into the business, Christopher, since I actually um, spent 10 years as dean of the Seattle Culinary Academy at Seattle Central College, but then um, had this wonderful invitation from um, Mr. Basler and, and Chateau Saint-Michel to return because for our 50th anniversary, we gave ourselves a little bit of a birthday present, which I'm thinking is a present to our, our visitors and our guests. We yes. expanded our visitor center, so now we're able to offer all these incredible wine-tasting experiences for our guests, including one called Champagne and Sparkling Literacy, where we do actually feature the wines of Nicolas Foyat. Wow, that is amazing. I know that I've been to the, uh, the, the Grand Chateau out in Woodenville, and I know the last time I was there, they were doing a huge remodeling. Uh, Why well, was I there? I was there for an event, of course, as always. A concert? Uh, a con <laughs> <laughs> uh, the days are blending in, and so is Happy Hour Radio. And of course, how, how appropriate to be blending when we talk about champagne. Um, what are the days and hours of the uh, tasting rooms, uh, classes and things, when people come up there? I'm so glad you asked, Christopher. We have a number of different experiences, and we are actually open from 10 a.m., to 5 p.m. seven days a week and we have scheduled these different experiences at different hours but simply by calling 425-415-3633 of course I have that memorized upright he's standing by right now <laughs> <laughs> you can find out exactly when you can schedule those oh so fun um, and obviously there's probably a little tasting fee do they range from five to ten dollars to twenty five dollars things like that yes a lot of these have food that accompany them yeah. Christopher so yeah anywhere I would say from 30 um, to our flagship which is blend which where our guests have an opportunity to actually blend five different single vineyard wines come up with their own recipe it gets bottled they create a label put in a cork, 
and foil and we keep the recipe on file so you can come back and order more. Oh, so wow. Yeah, winemaker for a day, right? Wow. That's uh, that's really high tech. That's very user friendly and how engaging. Uh, uh, Christoph, has Champagne thought about doing something like that? You don't really, really worry about marketing, right? I mean, what are the challenges of marketing Champagne? Well, marketing Champagne is a question of time. Uh, <laughs> you know, when we bottle the Champagne in our uh, winery, we are expecting it to be open within five to ten years. So uh, it is quite challenging to imagine what will be the, the needs of the market in, uh, within ten years to come. Right. Uh, that's true. And it's, it's quite interesting. Uh, I know that w there are several types of champagne, of course. Typically, it's a multi-vintage champagne, which is from a variety of vintages, a couple years. And then, of course, there's single vintage or vintage champagne. Uh, they say that vintage champagne t typically lasts longer on the leaves for more complexity. It's aged more in the bottle before it's released. Whereas non-vintage champagne or multi-vintage champagne is typically a little fresher, a little more fruity, um, and meant to be uh, uh, consumed younger. Is that true? Yeah, basically we have three different uh, categories of families. You have the Brut, which is the, uh, the very well-known Champagne style. And then you got two other categories that are more s specialized, such as uh, some varietals like Blanc de Blanc, Blanc de Noir. And then you got the Grand Cru, which, is, which are located in certain areas where we know that the result is outstanding. Um, how long have you been with uh, Nicolas Fouillat? I joined the company um, less than two years ago, and we are on the verge of increasing our uh, presence in the uh, United States because it's the one of the most important markets we are looking for. Well, that's great because I like drinking champagne <laughs> at any occasion, on any occasion. So, Linda, let's talk about the relationship between Chateau Saint-Michel and Nicolas Fiat. Well, we're very, very excited to be able to have this partnership and represent the Nicolas Foyot um, sparkling wine. As you know, with Domaine Saint-Michel, we have our own méthode champenoise, but stylistically, that's a very fruit-forward expression. The Nicolas Foyot, with all the time that it spends on the lees, this is very that serious, biscuity, toasty notes, and it's delicious. So we actually have two different styles to offer to our, our, our market. And this is, you know, we would like to make Nicolas Foyot as popular as it is in France. And, and Christopher, I know you know this, it's Nicolas Foyard is, is France's number one uh, champagne. And we are striving to do the same thing, especially now we think we, in, in our market with Cirque du Soleil uh, and our suite that we have there, this is an incredible opportunity to acquaint all the people that uh, participate wow. in Cirque, the new show Volta, uh, with the wonderful wines of Nicolas Foyat. Do you have a mini uh, trapeze? Do we do trapeze drinks or shots? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they're doing. Christopher, I think this is fascinating. This is the first year, this is the first show ever that they've actually used street sports. So we are talking BMX, we're talking roller really? skates. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is really cool That's true. stuff. Yeah. Have and you attended? Yeah, even, yesterday. Even double Dutch. Yeah. Oh, wow. Double Dutch. Double Dutch. Oh, okay. I, I can't do that, Christopher. I can't either. My could. knees are, are toast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Asian man can't jump either, so that doesn't work for me. Uh, well, let's talk about champagne just quickly so our, our new listeners uh, who are out there, um, and remember, it's happyhourradio.net. It's our website. But champagne, of course, a region in France. It's uh, the, the, the chalky limestone soil 
Hills are um, dominant in most of the region. Of course, the Cote de Blanc has five regions, Montagne de Rance, uh, the Aube, uh, Valley de Marne, Cote de Blanc, and the Saison. Saison. Right. So we've got five regions, and in those regions, there's a multitude of villages, like 170 villages, right? A lot of villages. But only 17 are considered Grand Cru. That's true. Yeah. But, but Krista, you're so, yeah. but we source grapes. <laughs> From 13 of those 17 Grand Cru vineyards yes. to make our wine, right, Christophe? Yeah, the, um, the characteristics of, uh, of Nicolas Fayette is that we are based in all the different regions you have been uh, mentioning earlier. And uh, overall, it's more than 4,500 growers that are bringing their grapes to, to our uh, facilities. Wow. So it's huge. That's the logistics. Yeah. That must be serious logistics, especially since that region is, has some hills in it, right? I mean, it's it's got some hills, and I remember going up the Hopefully. <laughs> that's where we plant the, that's the right. vineyards. Yeah, that's where we get the, the, the crews. Of course, there's Premier Crew Villages as well, and uh, I know that the in the old days there was this called uh, this payment process or payment um, metric for growers to get the, the right amount of money and make sure it's all fair called the Crude Shell. That's been changed now because champagne houses can spend whatever they want to spend with whoever but I'm sure there's a ballpark how many wines does uh, Nicholas Fouillat, Nicolas Fouillat have in their portfolio I mean how many expressions how many expression if we uh, regroup all the different cuvées we are doing we are probably doing more than 16 to 18 different cuvées wow each year and does that range from um, Brut Zero or Brut de, uh, Zero Dessage to uh, Nectar or uh, the Demi Sec the, yeah, of course, demi-sec, uh, brut, and until the uh, tête de cuvée, the best, the best of the best of our range, which is called Palme d'Or. Interesting. Um, Linda, when you think about champagnes, what are the first things that come to mind for you? I mean, we all have our, our medium. I, I think the Indy 500 sometimes. <laughs> uh, French fries. French fries. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I just returned from a little trip to Napa, and um, on three Goss. of the four nights... <laughs> I was able to have the Nicolas Foyot with French fries. Yes, and it's good. Yeah. So, no, and you know what? Personally, I think, Christopher, it's so important that people, when they're having champagne, that they have it not just on their anniversary, but it's Tuesday night. And, you know. It's popcorn. And there you go. With it's popcorn. Yeah. yeah. And if you, I mean, Christopher, you think of all the classic pairings, right, with champagne. Let's get into Historically, those. Historically. We'll we, talk we about those. Okay. So I got a few of my own. Um, and I've got the pleasure of having, well, Nicholas Fouillat uh, in the house. We got Christophe Juarez, the CEO, and the lovely Lynn Chauncey, the uh, Director of Education for San Michelle. Hey, folks, stick around. We've got some wine to taste and more to talk right here on Happy Hour Radio. loud he's proud holding nothing back michael savage the savage nation weeknights nine to midnight talk radio 570 kvi now more kvi want to know weekends back to happy hour radio with christopher chan all right seattle hope you got some bubbles in your glass because that's what i've got i've got uh three beautiful bottles of wine and champagne and two beautiful people in studio. Christophe Juarez is the CEO of Nicolas Fouillat. He's uh, one of the uh, champagne producers and of course in the region of Champagne. And then Linda Chauncey is the uh, Director of Education for San Michel Wine Estates. She has a long history in the wine business and it's so great to reconnect. Um, we were talking about wine pairings and more specifically what pairs well with champagne. Linda, tell me. Well, you know what I love to do though is think about all the classic pairings. And if we, if we do that, you have to think about caviar. Caviar. Oysters on the half oysters. shell. 
And then things that are kind of high in maybe butter fat content, cheese souffle. Those are some of the classics, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And that beautiful incisiveness of that champagne cuts right through there. But, you know, if you think about what really is important about caviar and oysters on the half shell, it's really the fact that they have this salt component. Yes. And that little bit of salt does wonders to sweeten up the sparkling wine. And that's why they're so magical. Now, if you just can't afford some caviar. Um, <laughs> um, and, Hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I personally think that, um, you know. Eggs so, we, we talked about popcorn. We talked about French fries. One of my favorites is fried chicken. Fried chicken. Fried chicken and champagne. Oh, Lord, I just can't even talk oh, when I'm boy. Eating, I want consuming those with two you. <laughs> How fun. Well, I personally like Lay's potato chips. They're the really thin ones, and I get the lightly salted ones because, you know, that way I um, you know, I don't blow it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but those are things, you know, it's probably TMI at this point. Well, let's talk about where is uh, Nicolas Fouillard produced? In which region? So, um, shopping region. It's not the easiest region where to grow grapes, you know. It's raining, it's cold outside. Sounds familiar. <laughs> it's like a little bit like Seattle, I think. <laughs> we got some hills too, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which commune? Do you have a specific production facility in the Aube or is it in the Cote? So our, our facility is based in, uh, in the suburbs of Epernay, Epernay, which is the, the capital of Champagne. Rue de Champagne. Avenue de Champagne, yeah. Avenue, yes. And, uh, but we are... Picking grapes from uh, the region of Reims, uh, Troyes, where they, the Côte des Bar, Cézanne, uh, Vallée de la Marne also in Château Thierry. So it's a, it's a wide uh, region uh, where we can pick a lot of different uh, style of grapes. And that's, that's the way we can then work with our winemakers to, to do something very specific and unique, which is Champagne. And Champagne comes only from champagne. Only from champagne. And there's lots of imitators because that's a very flattering thing, right? It's great to be imitated uh, unless you're in China where it's just taking everything we got. Um, I got a tangent there. But w- when we think about um, Nicholas Fiat and you've got 16 to 18 expressions, and of course you're, pr- you're producing your, or picking grapes, harvesting grapes. Have they started harvest yet in champagne? We already have it has. It has been done. It's done. Yeah. It's, do- yeah. it's over. It's impressive. It's over. Oh, wow. It's impressive. That's why you're on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> very good. And what's fun about it is this, uh, you know, do the red wines, do the grapes, they don't get much color, right? They're not very, very dark, are they, in the skins? Well, depending on what you want to do. I see. Yeah, yeah. We do a rosé de Seigny where we, we are looking for a pale rose color, but for the other... Uh, Cuvées, we are looking, even no if color, it's Pinot right? Noir, there's no color because the, the, the contact with the skins are very, very limit, limited. Interesting. I know. Do you make a Cote de Champenoise? No, we no. don't. Okay. It's just a, but it's nice. nice uh, I nice have a wine. bottle. I was there. Yeah. Um, I got bought a bottle in Paris last year, and it's sitting on my, on my well, <laughs> amongst all the other bottles I buy. Uh, well, let's, let's open up some wine here. The first wine, Linda, what's the first wine we're going to taste? We are going to try the Nicolas Foyat. This is the reserved, exclusive Brute, the non-vintage. I feel like we're on a game show. You're like my Vanna White. <laughs> Tell hey, us what we've won, Linda. <laughs> watch me do that. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, oh, and is there a sound that's better than that? Um, maybe ka-ching. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> You're or quick. ding, 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 quick, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, listen, he, he's, Christoph is capturing all the cacophony of the, the bubbles. Can we hear that? <laughs> 
<laughs> so refreshing. I like the big pores. I like big pores, and I cannot lie. Look at that. How fun. All right. Well, this is a treat. Of course, we are drinking out of Riedel glass from the Austrian George Riedel. Uh, maybe that's what it was. Mm, trying to think. Okay. Well, let's talk about tasting champagne. Obviously, we are all... There's two types of glasses most people drink out of. Um, not clean and dirty, but really the champagne flute or the uh, Marie Antoinette, the coupe. Um, but some of that stuff, it has... You know, we think about appreciating our, our the product more, the, the, the wine more. There are certain aspects to each wine that are um, either exaggerated or uh, more pronounced when you have different styles of glass. Can you talk about that, Linda? Sure, I'd love to. And in fact... My preference, for the most part, is the lovely tulip, and only because I think, in addition to the ear, which has its first part, you know, there's nothing like watching the, the pétillance, that, that bead that goes from the center of the glass to the top, and it's, I mean, this is a thing of beauty. How many wines do we really look at and kind of appreciate that as much, right? Yeah. So, so I think there's, that's a, a key part, too. It's like in, I'm in a trance with the bubbles going up and just watching it, and it's like mysterious. It comes out of nowhere, like, wow. Especially by the third glass, yeah. Christopher. Yes. I mean, last time that happened was in the bathtub. Like, oh, bubbles and going the, from nowhere. And the tulip then allows us, you know, because it, the concentrated top, it allows us to focus those exploding vapors where we get, just put our nose in top, do a little, can you hear that sniff? A little sniff? And <laughs> um, appreciate Champagne the, and then sniffing, right? <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing? Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't even need to swirl the glass. Mm. All right. Um, I, think it, I think it's very important, the, the format, the glass format, and I, I completely agree with what I've been, talk, I've been talking about. I think uh, your audience must uh, understand that champagne, first of all, is a wine. So it has to be drunk in a, in a glass, in a tulip glass, which is the, mo the best format to appreciate all the aromas of, a, of the champagne. Right, you have a bowl to capture aromas, you have the, the, the uh, curvature of the glass lip to help yeah. direct the, the, the flavors, the acid, the tannin, if depending on the wine. Um, let's talk about this particular wine, uh, reserve exclusive. So when I, I see a wine that says reserve outside of the United States, <laughs> it means something to me. <laughs> um, I would imagine that this has a little longer time on the lees, on tirage, they call it, which uh, for those listening out there is when the second fermentation takes place in the bottle, the dead yeast cells are turned. It's called riddling. It helps add complexity through the chemical process of autolysis. Um, so what is uh, the uh, – give me the breakdown on this particular uh, blend. Well, I think the, um, the issue is to understand that uh, champagne has a double uh, meaning. Uh, at the very beginning, we do – do it as a wine, as a, as a steel wine, and then we provoke the second fermentation in in the bottle, which is unique to to Champagne, and we and we put those uh, those bottles in our cellars for at least for this product four years. So it's on the lees, it's uh, getting these these aromas that are very sophisticated, and then we d we do the degaussement, and then the the bottle is still. Keep kept in the in the cellar for four to six months in order to be well balanced and then shipped to the to the markets. Interesting, Linda. When you have you been to Champagne the region? Have you seen these caves? I, I have. I've been the fortunate guest of of uh, and had a meal at um, Moet de Chandon at the Chateau Trianon and um, had an opportunity to walk through the caves. But I'm waiting for actually Christophe <laughs> to invite me. Uh, okay, well, we're well, still, well we are my still waiting, apparently, my guest. We? <laughs> Be my guest. Excellent. Well, and, you know, Christopher, you know what I do lo love about this, and, and 
this particular sparkling wine is the fact that, and, and you know this because of your knowledge of, in, in all wines, but, you know, champagne requires that we have 15 months minimum aging, right? And in this case, you know, at a minimum of 12 months on lees. But the, we're talking three to four years of lees aging with this particular wine. So I think, I think our, our guests, anybody who buys this, is getting a little more. I agree. And so that answers my question about what reserve means, reserve exclusive. Obviously, this has um, three times to four times as much time on the leaves as most champ- non-vintage champagnes or multi-vintage champagnes. How many, and this is a multi-vintage champagne, meaning it does not have a year of vintage on it. So how many different crews would go, or how many different vintages and, and Van Clairs might go into this blend? So um, as you know, the blending of a champagne is done, is done 60 to 70 percent uh, based on the on the vintage right. uh, we are working on, and this one was uh, 2014, and which with this blend we we add to it what we call the uh, reserve reserve wines. So we blend them with other vintages that are eight older, and in order to keep the style of Nicolas Fayad the most stable possible from one year to another. Interesting. How many cases of wine would you say are in the Van der Reserve collection? Ah, uh-huh. we got a lot of Van der Reserve. Beaucoup. <laughs> Beaucoup. <laughs> uh, I love it. Speaking with uh, Christophe Juarez, who is the new CEO of Nicholas Fouillat. And um, how many how many people does Nicholas Fouillat employ outside of the growers and pickers and things like that? 230 people. 230 people. Yeah, and, and you've met them all, I take it? Yeah. Interesting. Um, what... How many different positions are there? Are there? I mean, is there there very specific positions? I'm the guy who dumps the grapes. I'm the guy who makes presses the the crusher. Are there are there talented people that do everything? Yeah, we got a lot of uh, different skills. We we receive the must and and the and the the wines. the press, the press, the pressoir are located in different villages, as you as you know. We got more than three hundred sixty different pressoirs. Oh, interesting! We are collecting uh, that the makes liquid, sense. Yeah, from got them. it. And and then we blend that in, I, in our facility. Fantastic. Well, that says a lot. And I want to get back to that when we come back from this break. Hey, folks, I've got two fantastic people and two more bottles of fantastic champagne today. So stick around. We'll be right back on five seventy, KVI. Tune it in and turn it up. Cruise home with Kirby. The Kirby Wilbur Show, live and local. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m., KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. Time for round three. Hope you got something tasting your glass. I got three bottles of champagne open, so if you are around, come on down. <laughs> Because uh, we're rocking out, we got the music going, we got champagne flowing. I got, we got the ladies in the house, we got the Frenchmen <laughs> all of Spain. Hi. It's all happening here at Como, um, and uh, I'm super excited because it is champagne, and champagne is really meant for not only celebrations but for all the time. If if what did uh, what did she said, Madame Veuve Clicquot said something, or Mae West? I drink it when I'm hungry. I drink it when I'm not. I drink it when I'm lonely. Right. No, right. No, no, that's not. Otherwise, I drink it. That's yeah. right. So really, that's the key. This is just a wonderful wine, and I know that people go, "Well, it's expensive." Well, because it takes a lot of time to make, and it takes a lot of time to 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 have that 
to be special every time. So um, make an investment in yourself, really. Don't, you're not investing in champagne. You're investing in yourself. Uh, let's talk about this wine we just tasted, the Reserve Exclusive Brew. Uh, I think this is more um, tart, apple, um, lemon, brioche, cream, uh, creamy notes, lactic. Um, help me out, Linda. What else yep. do you taste? Yeah, I get. I think I just get the delicious, uh, yeasty, toasty, a little of that bread dough. Um, yet there's some, there's some red fruit. I'm getting a little of the red fruit, a little bit of a cranberry pomegranate kind of thing. Very. I was gonna say red currant. It's just a yeah. very oh. faint Apric- in your mind. Apricot. Apricot. About the juicy pear also. I like the like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we, you know it's funny because we go on this track. We which like, is that the Bosque pear? Is that the Comice pear? Is oh, that yeah. Bartlett? Is that <laughs> Danjou? <laughs> Underripe Danjou pear. Okay. Um, well, this is lovely wine. Uh, these are wines that are available in the Seattle market now. I, cr- uh, I trust. That's correct. In fact, our new label, Christopher, you haven't really said how much you like it. The new exclusive, that's going to be rolling out in in the fourth quarter here, and again, you know, into 2019. But yeah, October first for you for everybody else the, out there. The, <laughs> Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. They're thinking football. What? Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a lovely package. Um, it's a really lovely wine. I like the fact that it's it, typically a wine like this class of this class has is called the millazine. It's usually from a vintage, and they're spending more time on it. But typically, I, this has got a lot of uh, um, bottle time, and it's deliciously smooth, moderately complex, um, refreshing, and. Great acidity, but not too sharp. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, what a treat! Our next wine is it looks like a rosé. It is rosé. Yeah, rosé is fantastic. It's the um, it's hot in the summer. <laughs> uh, rosé is the new beautiful color. The new yeah, this is a, that is a beautiful color. Mm. Do we need here? Ah, uh, thank you. We're losing track. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and we're only we on the have. second bottle, I Christopher. Know. Well, yeah, you guys are slow starters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just having too much fun. Um, what a treat. Now, this this is, has to be one of the most beautiful colors of, of wine in the world. And it's it's has a patina like a um, uh, Provence rosé, but it has a little more sparkle to it. It has a little more um, brilliance to this to this wine. I think it's very interesting. Our, our winemaker is not looking at the color at all. He's looking at the taste. So from one from one year to another, you will have a different, slightly different difference of a pale rosé to a more intense uh, rosé, depending on the on the quality of the grape he has in, in in his hands. You know, so it's not a question of marketing. It's really a question of what nature uh, has produced for us. Yeah, and red fruit dominant here. We are talking 45% Pinot Noir and 45% uh, Meunier. So only 10% Chardonnay. That's great. I, when you think of, remember, Champagne actually has six grapes. The three primary ones are Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Meunier, often recalled before Pinot Meunier, but just to make it easy, it is now Meunier. Um, this wine is really sexy. And can you say that word anymore? I don't know. I'm going to. I can. Hex my show. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait 20 years and see what I mean, happens, I mean, man sexy. I mean, this is really rugged. And Come on now. Uh, yes, exactly. This um, this is really delicious. And rosé... For some reason, I, I just succumb to the, the romance of rosé, and I have, I'm human, I'm superhuman really, but um, this is delicious. Great balance. This is delicious. Is, do the similar style of um, 
reserve wines go into this? Because there's this common thread, which we like to talk about a house style. And I get that house style in this wine because I think your acidity is very similar in both these expressions, but the flavor palette is has different shades. Yes, that's it. That's it. We didn't mention the uh, one of the very important uh, operation that we are doing when we we are bottling the champagne is the uh, the the way we uh, blend it with the with the cuvee and the the fact that we are really trying to have from one year to another a, a very similar style. So according to the vintage, according to the the reserve wine we have, it's we 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 try to be similar from one year to another. As CEO, are are you involved in declaring a vintage? Yeah, of course. Yeah, with pleasure. <laughs> with pleasure. I declare. <laughs> no, no, no. My my winemakers, uh, my team of winemakers are, are the one who decide which which vintage is okay and which is not. And how many winemakers are there on the team of Nicholas? Nicolas? Uh, we've got yeah. a bunch of eight different people at the time being. Interesting. And mm. t- to see, when you have all these Van Clairs, are they stored in stainless steel? Are they stored in bottles? Are they stored in carboys? How do you store these reserve wines to make sure that they're still fresh? Oh, we just uh, built a new facility inside our winery, which is devoted to those uh, Van Reserve, and they are all steel tank con- temperature controlled. And uh, this is the safest way to have their quality preserved for years. Interesting. Is that glycol or is it a refrigerated room or how does it look? Ah, uh, because of it. It's secret, but it's environmentally (laughs) friendly, you know. That's good. A bunch of ice cubes or something. Um, Linda, have you had reserve wines or Van Clairs from, from Nikki? You actually haven't been there yet, but as as a director of education, mm-hmm. have you ever tasted Van Clair? No, I have not. But it sounds like I have an opportunity I should be looking That's right. forward I thought it was to. An, it sounded like an opportunity to me. It sounded yes. like an invitation. Yeah, thank you, um, So Van Clair basically is the wine that is uh, not bubbly that goes into champagne before it becomes bubbly. So that's what they right. call them. And we have one spectacular vintage champagne, which is now um, 12 years old. It's a 2006. Let's talk about this beautifully dimpled bottle. Yeah, this is, uh, this is Palmador. It's our, our uh, Tête de Cuvée flagship um, it's made of a very, very uh, unusual blend because it's uh, it's it's wow. come from different areas, and uh, it's amazing. So uh, we we do this on a very limited number of bottles, and uh, it's a jewel of our uh, uh, company. This one's called Palm D- Palm Door, and that's Palms P A L M E S Door D O R. And that's the golden palm, right? The golden frond, or mm-hmm. yes, uh, this is a dimpled bottle. It's a very pretty bottle. It reminds me of a golf ball, of course, because it had dimples <laughs> too. But an older one. Uh, how old is this bottle design? Oh, it has been designed uh, by Nicolas Fiat himself. Uh, he, he fell in love with a beautiful black diva in the, in the eighties. <gasps> yeah, she wore she wore a very go- a gorgeous necklace. With the uh, black pearls, and he, he tried to reproduce those black pearls in uh, on this bottle. It's a fantastic uh, story. The power of love, the, the inspiration, the uh, the muse for Nicholas Fiat. Um, and when did when was Nick? How old was Nicholas Fiat when he passed? Oh, he was very 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 old man. <laughs> and you know, he was very very well known in the, in the U.S. because he imp- imports uh, in the sixties uh, beans, coffee beans from uh, Africa, from French. 
Really? Uh, African. The Sudafrique. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what what year was Nicholas Fouillard founded? In 76. 1976. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it's for 42 years old. And so that is uh, the 30th anniversary edition of the... Uh, almost, the yeah. Almost, yeah. I guess it's a different vintage. Um, well, let's talk about this one. This is absolutely stunningly complex. It, the flavor goes on and on. I get marzipan and um, shortbread and just a whole host of things going here. Christopher, you want to guess how many years on the lease for this one? Well, typically it's it's at least six for most of these. Um, I'm going to go eight. Well, one more. One nine. more. Okay, one more but, guess. But, but good job. <laughs> how about nine? <laughs> you win. All right. Wow. Now, that's a long time. Think about it. You... It's like, how much would you sell a cup of chili for if you had to wait nine years to serve it? <laughs> oh, uh, only actually, $136 a cup. <clears throat> Is that wholesale? That's retail price? Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's worth the $45 corkage. Yeah. You got to go out. You get a $350 bottle on the list for sure. Yeah. That's easy. Um, what a treat. Where can people buy these wines? Are these available? Of, or of course, we have Esquin. We have McCarthy and Shearing. We've got... Um, Pike and Western, and uh, we've got, of course, some of the Whole Foods markets. Metro Market's got Nickley. I mean, Nicky's well represented here. It's really cool. Hey, folks, um, we're going to dig more of this champagne. we got a few more uh, items to talk about uh, with Christoph Juarez and Linda Chauncey right here on Happy Hour Radio. Regular guys separated by 20 years and a full head of hair. Mark Lee and Van Camp. Weekdays 9 to noon. Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. And you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle Somalier, Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, welcome back. Time for our fourth and final segment. And uh, we still have three bottles of champagne. Having a good time in the studio with Christophe Juarez, who is the CEO of uh, Nicola Fouillat, and Linda Chauncey, the uh, education director for San Michel. Let's talk about these wines. We have three wines. We have the Reserve Exclusive. We have the Rosé. And, of course, we have the Palms d'Or, which is the 2006 vintage. What are the price points, Linda, for these wines? Sure. Um for the the regular, the brute, Exclusive, yeah. the brute oh brute you've we, got the, the brute fr- too the reserve. blue label brute yeah that we started with yeah around thirty six dollars the rosé goes to forty five dollars all right and about one hundred and thirty six suggested retail for the palm d'or I like the suggestions <laughs> 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 yeah it's a great suggestion you keep about that one that's right <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with my own price um, and again these are really great values of course. You know, these wines are not overly chilled, and I think champagne, um, sometimes I think a, a great non-vintage champagne is w- great well chilled, whereas a Blanc de Blanc, I don't want it to be that cold. So um, these wines are just kind of off chill. They're refreshing, um, but they allow that palate to sort of expand like um, like cold soup versus warm soup. You get a lot of flavor here at this temperature. You want a secret, uh, Christopher? I want uh, plenty of secrets. All right, good. So what you, you've got into uh, Palmador uh, is almost 100% Grand Cru. Mm. But the fact is that we have a, a certain amount of uh, wines that are not coming from Grand Cru, so we can't claim that it's Grand Cru. Right. And this, this amount of wine coming from a very specific regi- region called Mongu. And Mongu has uh, grapes that are fla- have flavors of tropical fruit, are extremely aromatic. So it gives this uh, anchor 
to uh, the Palme d'Or. Encore. Yeah. Oh, I like what you said. Um, you said you provoked the bubbles in the in the in the wine. I said, "Oh, I'm provocateur." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fun. Well, the, one of the reasons you're here is obviously because you're you're promoting the the brand, which is fantastic. You're obviously a, a first time in the states, or you've been here before. First time many in Seattle. Time, many, okay, many times. Well, obviously, we've got this great thing coming to town. It's actually here now. It's called the Cirque du Soleil. Linda, tell us about this great partnership between Nicolas Fouillat and Nicolas Fouillat and Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, this is so exciting. So when the guests buy their ticket for the for the uh, performance, Volta, they have an opportunity to do an upgrade. For actually an additional $45, they will have an opportunity in the special Nicolas Fouillat suite to enjoy all the champagne that they want. Wow. Oh. Wow, huh? Wow. No. Wow. Nice. Can I can I pay double and get more? Twice as, <laughs> twice as unlimited? <laughs> you might want to go to the show twice. It's, it's actually just now through November 4th. Okay. And tickets are available through Ticketmaster or Cirque du Soleil, or is there a special Saint-Michel? Cirque du Soleil.com. Cirque du Soleil.com. And that is the French version of Cirque, uh, C-I-R-Q-U-E-D-U-S-O-L-E-I-L.com. Com. Not bad after some palms door. Very <laughs> good. Um, uh, Christoph, as CEO, what's what's your vision for the company? Well, my vision is uh, to let uh, Champagne Nicolas Fayette be the preferred Champagne of the uh, of the U.S. Uh, I'm hearing global domination you know? on that <laughs> answer here. <laughs> we are we are the preferred champagne in France. Why not being the preferred champagne in the USA? That's right. That'd be that's hip. really That'd pretty, be pretty tre, cool. Très chic, yeah. as we call it. Can Nicolas Nicolas Fouillat produce enough champagne to, to satisfy the thirst of no our American market? No problem. No problem. Be believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you five thousand growers, right? <laughs> that's right. Um, I know there's some talk about expanding the boundaries of champagne. Has that still something that's ongoing discussion I imagine that's an ongoing discussion very very long time punctuated by riots and protests and things <laughs> like that yeah I'm sure um, so Linda you've been uh, you were at San Michelle years and years ago you went off what? to uh, academia to help lead our culinary program locally at the South uh, Seattle Central College you're now back at uh, San Michelle what are some of your duties that you do do you travel actually I, I don't travel too much uh, Christopher because my responsibilities are really uh, twofold. One, making sure that we're providing our guests at our visitor center with wonderful experiences. And then in addition, I work with our national sales team, and we have people based throughout the country. So I work with them directly. So I, I travel a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. And I understand that, uh, of course, this fall is Ted Bazers. He's moving on. He's, he's done all he can, right? Oh, Christopher. More than he could. I well, mean, you know, it's, it's such a passage for me. And for for the industry, after 34 years, 17 of those as our president and CEO, I mean, if you think about it, Ted started in 1984, and there were just less than less than 24 wineries, right? Right. And I have that and, poster in my do basement. You? Yes, yeah. I do. And, and today we have, well, as you know, close to a thousand, and we were producing no more than maybe 17,000 tons of grapes, and today 270,000 tons was our 16 record. And, and so it, I look at how the industry has grown under you know Ted's tenure and it's it's pretty remarkable it's um uh he's the reason I went back as you said I was there before and when I was invited to come back I knew that Ted had created a culture there that was family oriented 
but it was also this incredible pursuit of perfection and innovation that that really inspired me and made me want to go back. So, I'm inspired too. This yeah. is fantastic. Christoph, Linda, thanks so much for spending Thank time you. with me Thank on Happy Hour Radio. Hey folks, Thank enjoy it. Life's always better with a designated driver. Cheers! Cheers.